Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me, about 400 miles away, is Colin Mitchell. I like that entrance. Thank you. Um, I am in the best city in the world, uh, McKinney, Texas. Um, It's better than San Antonio. I, I beg to differ. I just had some amazing breakfast tacos this morning on, like, in the south side of San Antonio. So you, you can't tell me anything right now. Well, you know right? what? You know what? I can go to nothing bunt cakes and get the best cake I, I want. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got Whataburger just right down the road. <laughs> Man. I just, I, you can't tell me anything about San Antonio right now. A third day back. And, um, it's, it's amazing. I had tamales on the first day, first night back, you know, not even like for seasonal purposes. I just had them. Went to my grandpa's house, got tacos, flautas, all the, everything. It's amazing. I well, was, well, Bernie, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. And I, I wish I was there because I, the first, I've only been to San Antonio one time and that was like, what was it, uh, like a month ago? And I've never experienced my favorite food being everywhere around me. It was just, it was just great. It was like, you want to go to this taco place? What about this taco place? What about this you one down to- here? I was like the options <laughs> you had you had las palapas like a, a mexican chain restaurant that's not even that good and it, you were like wow this is amazing well it's because like, it's because we don't have that in the best city in the in the world mckinney texas you know we got we got uh chain uh, normal restaurants so uh, there you true. go all right it's true uh but yeah so we're, we're pretty far away from each other but we we think we got the setup pretty good i got that my ethernet cable connected for those of you Uh, who haven't seen bernie's setup please go to his twitter right now also follow him (laughs) in the process but it's it looks pretty good he's got a uh i don't even even know what's happening in that picture you see see a blanket you got like my, my spurs poster right behind me you got uh helmets up for you right here i have a picture of andy dalton but you can't see it in that photo. It's right here, right? It's staring me in the face when I was like 10. A lot to break down. A lot to break down from that photo. <laughs> Bruni's breakdown of my room coming <laughs> on the way. Uh, but it was a, um, so today's Sunday. Today is Sunday. And yesterday was one of, was definitely the, oh, man, it's hard to say definitely, but probably the best football game, high school football game I've ever seen. When North Shore and Duncanville played in the 6A Division One state championship, North Shore won off of a Hail Mary pass that basically broke high school football Twitter for the entire night. It was amazing, and uh, the, there was so much talent on that field. It's just it's jaw-dropping. I couldn't believe it. But anyways, I say this to say that the high school football season is now over, Colin. And so with that means early signing day is over and if our listeners or anyone have been paying attention even if they haven't been paying attention it's good to remind them that north texas filled all 23 of their early signings of all of their scholarships for the for the year all of them in the early signing period and uh that's a pretty big deal like to get all of them done that quickly yeah um i remember going through when I was so when I was when I was a senior in high school, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go to North Texas. And I was looking at the recruits. It was really sad to see long after early signing period there was like six recruits, and to see them kind of turn that around and now have the full the full whole deal and them all not be unranked, 
It's that's big. It's big. Um, North Texas is sixty fourth in the nation. Um, first in conference USA. Um, second in conference USA. Southern Miss at sixty seventh in the nation. So close second. But um, this class is pretty solid, Bruni. Yeah, they um, like you said, sixty fourth in the country. They've been hover- hovering around sixty for pretty much forever. And there were some unexpected turns um, over the last couple days of uh, of the period, but North North Texas and Seth the Trail were so hell bent on filling this class now, like in the early signing period, yeah. that they they said, I mean, pretty much Garrison Johnson, the running back from Manville that had that decommitted, uh, his whole thing was that he said he didn't want to, he wasn't comfortable signing on Wednesday, and they were like, okay. And so then it was kind of mutual between both of them to move on from each other. And North Texas fills that with basically Katib Lyles. Like if you just want to stay on the offensive side of the ball, you they pick up Katib Lyles, um, who automatically became like the third ranked player on their class. So they didn't drop off too much. Obviously he's a receiver and yeah, Garrison was a running back, but uh, you pick up a guy like Katib Lyles, 6'2 from El Paso, who's just a baller. I mean, his his compa- his composite ranking I think was I want to say it was like mid eighty four. It's eighty four. I mean, it's eighty four. Yeah, yeah. So so you put that you get that type of player kind of on a last notice on a late notice like that. It just shows how it shows the connections that this program Seth Luttrell, Luke Walarius, like it shows what they can do and it shows how many people that they know. Like yeah, it shows. It shows that they're not only reaching out to the commits that they have, but they're building relationship with guys in El Paso. They're yeah. building relationships with guys from Mississippi, like Quinn Whitlock. Like they they know a lot of people, and if something goes down, they fill it with another guy. And it's just it was really impressive to, to me to see them how they went about it and just how effective they were compared to like anyone else in Conference USA, especially. Yeah, and I also think it's important too that there's mutual interest there. Um, it's not like it's it, you know Katib Lyles was interested in coming to North Texas, otherwise he wouldn't have signed so fast. So it's good to see that there's an interest on both sides. Yeah, you see uh, players. I mean, we've talked, we've raved about this class before, uh, without going in depth. But you look how many players there are that are. I mean, they're all three star. Almost besides, uh, I believe Jimmy Walker is the only one right now that's a two star. Um, they're all three stars. You have. You have guys coming in that just look like... I mean, Seth Luttrell told me when I had that one-on-one interview with him a few weeks back when he decided to stay and wasn't going to Kansas State, I asked him about this class. And he said that he sees this class having a few guys that can step in and play right away, which is super rare, obviously. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's nobody that's doing that right now. I mean, off the top of my head, uh, I mean, you have, like, Alex Morris, the safety, who didn't play much. I mean, you have guys who just are good but they don't there there's not there was not a space for them to play but with the seniors that this team's losing you see these guys coming in and you think like Jalen Darden two years ago as a freshman he came in and had a you know good season and so I could kind of see a couple of guys having some just seasons and like actually playing minutes which is gonna be different I think yeah I agree I mean I think one of those names would be Deshaun Gaddy at corner because you lose Nate Brooks and Kimon Hall, so I mean, it's just I feel like you're gonna, they're gonna have to just plug a lot of people and just kind of see what works. Um, yeah. This next season, it's gonna be. I mean, it's everyone's gonna have their chance to play next season. There's gonna be. It's not gonna be because someone's already there taking their spot on defense on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I mean, you mentioned Katib Lyles, and I mean, he could even play next season because I mean, yeah. he just just the I mean, six two one ninety, and it's just like you said, just, he's just a baller. Yeah, um, there's a lot. I mean, I asked I asked Latrell about this. Is that they covered a lot of positions, and it was really balanced class, if I remember correctly. I think it's eleven offense, twelve defense, something something along those lines. So it's a really balanced class. Um, we know that they are losing. You know, both of their tackles on offense, both of their offensive tackles, and on defense, they're losing the cornerbacks and the linebackers. So, for them to bring in, we didn't even mention probably, I don't want to say probably the biggest get, but one of the most more surprising gets, I think, was bringing in DeAndre Planton from Virginia Tech. Uh, graduate transfer, obviously, he'll, he'll have one year, and 6'5 tackle who can play, I'm assuming, on either side of the ball. He played snaps at Virginia Tech. Like, significant snaps and um so to have a guy like that come in i just think that's an automatic upgrade off right off the bat and you get the thing is the timing of that is important because you don't want to just throw a young guy in that tackle like maybe just brammer and another guy you want to have some experience there and some talent there because this is mason fine's last season last year you have to kind of like sell out for this like this is like this is it. This is um. You have to capitalize on this next season. So I think that that is kind of a. So for that, I mean, for that reason, I'm kind of surprised there weren't more junior college guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, it's not like, I mean, outside of defense, and I think that they're confident with what they have coming. I mean, coming in and what they already have. I mean, they there's not a whole lot of turnover on the offensive end. I mean, other than the offensive line, which I think obviously is the most important thing, especially for Mason and him not having a left tackle really for his whole time here. Um, But I think, I think this class does what it needs to do. And I think it, it allows this team to be, you know, as good as it was, at least as good as it was this year and last year. Yeah. And I think Um, it gives it depth as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said, this class is, I mean, well, it's the best class by far in North Texas history. And it's, these guys are going to be able to be on the depth chart. They're not going to, you know, not all of them are going to have to red shirt and things like that. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, you bring in Quinn Qu- Quinn Quinn Whitlock, who's a defensive back from uh, Mississippi, a uh, community college guy. Um, I believe he has two years left, and Sal has three years. Um, if I if I get that mistaken, please correct me. But one of those has two, and one of those has three. I'm pretty sure it's Whitlock with two. So you bring in him, it's like a kind of Kimon Hall situation. Hopefully, he can step in and play right off the bat. I mean, you have him, you have Cam Johnson, you have Jordan Roberts, uh, and you have Deshaun Gaddy. Uh, who can all play corner seemingly at the next at the collegiate level? Mm-hmm. So you have four guys there that are none of them are seniors. You know you have uh, the ability to kind of groom them and still, uh, but but they need reps. So that's going to be a position I'm super super fascinated by is that cornerback spot going into next year because we know the safeties are pretty much back. You know Taylor Robinson, Kyrie Muhammad. Yep. Uh, assuming Taylor Robinson starts next year, there might be I don't know something might. Um, he was good, but I'm not gonna say he was great. So, uh, but those guys, especially uh, you bring in, we didn't even talk about the uh, the Murphy brothers, Gabriel Murphy, Grayson mm-hmm. Murphy, both of them out of Bishop Lynch in Dallas. Uh, they had great seasons over there at Bishop at Bishop Lynch. They made it to the uh, state state final, I believe, um, in the Taps uh, division, and they came up short there. But they are just they're two huge linebackers, both at six two. And we know, with, yeah, six two two fifteen. 
And we know in this defense, you have to be, have, be a big linebacker pretty much when you're, especially when you're on the inside, like uh, Brandon Gardner and EJ Agio were. Even though Brandon wasn't as tall, he was still just a monster physically. He was just yeah. strong. Yeah. Like no one's business. And then you get EJ, who's about 6'2. He's, I mean, he's got similar frame as these guys. So those two guys are very um, intriguing prospects for that reason. I think that uh, they're going to come in and compete. I don't know if they're going to take maybe the spot of a. Uh, uh, William Lee Masters or a Colton uh, McDonald or anyone like that, or a Linehan or anyone thing like that. But those guys are um, more players. And I mean, we didn't mention Taylor Jacobs. That's another linebacker. And Kevin Wood from Converse uh, Judson, which is in basically San Antonio. I saw him play. He's a little, Kevin Wood's a little smaller. So maybe I could see him um, maybe flanking out to either the jack spot or even maybe even a nickel corner spot i mean he's a he's a quick guy he's a quick linebacker so we'll see what they do with him but um the linebacker position obviously losing the guys that north texas lost is going to be something to watch for we'll see how that shuffles around um is there another position you think um you see when you look at this that you're kind of like you want to see how this plays out i'm interested um in the tight end position because you lose kelvin smith and caleb chumley you know He's he's a senior too, right? No, Kelvin. Kelvin. I think they're both juniors. I think Kelvin. I, I thought Kelvin was a Kelvin's senior. A junior. Kelvin's a junior. Okay. Kelvin's a junior. Well, then just kidding. But, but you do you do get that uh, Asher Alberding. Alberding. Yeah, Alberding. I'll say his name. Six four two thirty, eighty four rating. And, so yeah, I feel like he. I mean, he could even see something. He he has he has the physicality to play. At yeah, because it's not level. like yeah yeah it's not like Caleb Chumley was out of this world or anything as a second tight end. Um, so, I mean, he could compete for that spot, I think, right off the bat. And you're kind of grooming him to take Kelvin Smith's role once Kelvin Smith does graduate in two years. So, Alberting, I think, is a big get. He played defensive line a lot um, in high school. So, who knows? I think he's very versatile and he's very athletic. So, that's something good for Alberting. Uh, offensive linemen, they picked up, North Texas picks up three offensive linemen in John Brunner, Daxton Byers and Chris Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that most of all of them, I think, fluctuated between two and three stars for the majority of the of the season. Because you know, every week I'd have to go in and do how the recruits played. Right. So I would always be writing out so and so, two star, whatever, three star, blank, blank. So I've got to know this class pretty well, as far as just you know by name, position, you know, rating, and everything. So. You look at those three guys, they hovered around two or three star for a while, so there's no one there I don't think that's gonna like blow you away or like that's why I think the DeAndre planting it was so big for this team to yeah. have a tackle that can step in immediately and yep. play. And it kinda takes the pressure off these three guys that they don't have to really play this next season. I mean if one of them does is is a rotation guy, then that's great. If not, then they all register and it's you get a year bigger. I mean there's nothing wrong with that. So uh, with the with the Monot- with the Mosey brothers being back with uh, Woodworth, I mean, so those three guys right there, and then you add Planton, and then who knows where the other tackle spot goes to like Brammer or something. But uh, you let these guys—they don't have to come in and be impact players right away. Obviously, you wouldn't mind it, but they don't have to. So I think those three offensive linemen, uh, we won't be seeing them for probably two years or so down the road but that's still they're still decent gets what, what do you think about the the defensive line that that north texas got this season because obviously you know, have a lot you have a lot of people returning and coming back so how do you see that shaking up when you have you know kenneth dawson an 83 uh rating yeah. and david so 
Um, do you see them playing at all? Do you think next season? Yeah. The uh, well, the thing, okay. So the only defense alignment that was lost is uh, T.J. Tuwalu. I can't say. So Yulasi, yeah, Yulasi Tuwalu, and once you get past that, you still have Hambone. You still have um, you still have Roderick Young. You still have um, name name eludes me. Uh, Bryce Aling- uh, Bryce English too. Yeah, you have Bryce English, and you have um, the guy who freaking played with Hamilton, Dion oh, Noble. Noble. Dion Noble. Noble. Yeah, Dion Noble. I'm sorry. Uh, so you have those four still. You still have four legitimate players there. I think David Sow can come in and give them more, even more depth off the end. And he has, I believe he has, oh man, I think he has three years left and Whitlock has two. Again, look, correct me if I'm wrong. One of those two has three. And so if he has three years left, I mean, then you're looking at a guy to replace Roderick Young after next year because Rod's going to be a senior. Hamble is going to be a senior. Uh, so you can replace, you know, add some depth there. And then you asked um, about uh, Kenneth Dotson. Right now. Kenneth Dotson. And so Kenneth Dotson, Lamar. So Arlington Lamar, same high school as um, uh, Deshaun Gaddy. That defense was legit the whole season. Is uh, It was Kenneth Dotson has the frame. Yeah, this is all I'm gonna say. Kenneth Dawson has the frame to be a Roderick Young S type guy, even though Rod's a little smaller. Uh, I don't know if he'll play the nose or the outside. I haven't seen his quickness enough yet, and so we'll see. I don't. I don't think he'll play because, like you said, this defensive line is a pretty deep defensive line. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, barring anything unforeseen, I think Sal will get a good amount of snaps and get. Uh, get some playing time, but I think Dotson is a guy who we'll we'll see maybe sporadically, or we'll maybe see the redshirt rule and see him play like three games and get him out of there. But um, also on the defensive line, uh, D'Amico Rowland from Broken Arrow. We weren't sure if he is um, qualified or not. He's still listed as a hard commit. Uh, they don't have a scholarship to offer him. He's a three-star defensive lineman, defensive tackle knows knows pretty much. He is um. A good player so we'll see what what happens with him going forward but i think that this defensive line like you said is deep enough to withstand uh not having to make a roll in for this uh upcoming season um we kind of talked about the receivers oh also a defensive back we, I, we did not mention is dorian morris who was hurt for potet um for a good amount of the year but um, from what i saw from him just when i was entering the stats and stuff he looked like a solid player so he's a little uh, not undersized but he's only 5'10 so we'll see maybe if he goes to that Tyreek spot you know mm-hmm. the Jameel Moore spot maybe yeah. the nickel corner um, but I want to talk about the receivers because I think this receiving class is pretty special I think it's really special actually you have Keelan Jackson you have Katib Lyles you have Deontay Simpson and you have Damon Ward Damon Ward and Deontay Simpson are teammates um if you watched the state championship game yesterday of uh, Westbrook, you saw Deontay Simpson just completely ball out, have two touchdowns. He was amazing. Damon Ward was got hurt, I believe, week week seven, eight, somewhere somewhere around there. So he's been sidelined. But, I mean, when he went down, you saw Simpson just step up, and I think that was a great sign because mm-hmm. we know what Damon Ward can, Ward can do. So you look at these four receivers – and I just think they're kind of preparing for when JG graduates, you know, yeah. Bussy, yeah. Lawrence, all of them graduate. 
and then you have to you have to fill those spots. And I think they filled them up with a variety of players because you look at Keelan Jackson, 5'9", he is so quick. If you watched him in the state championship yesterday, he is so quick. He returns kicks. He can do a lot of different stuff uh, really well. And, oh, I got to charge my computer. So you... So you let me know what you think about these receivers. Because uh, my computer's about to die. <laughs> all right. right well, well uh, so you mentioned you met, they're all they're all really high ranked recruits, and you know they come in with size. So you got six uh, two Katib Lyles. I mean, all of them are six foot at least, except for Keelan Jackson. And like Bruni said, they all fit a certain role that is going to be graduating from this team in the future. So Keelan Jackson would kind of fill that you know slot receiver type of role, but then you got Katib Lyles and Deontay Simpson who could replace like a Jalen Guyton or Rico Bussey. Even Damon Ward too, although like Bernie said, he's been sidelined for the season. Um, and then I also mentioned Asher Alding. I mean, uh, what? Hello? Did you make it? Bruni? <laughs> I don't think he made it. Anyways. Um, so yeah, so this is, this is a receiving class that, uh, will end up being the future of North Texas and in, in trying to carry on that legacy of being, you know, that potent, you know, offense. Um, and overall, uh, this class is a class that can win you Conference USA. Bernie mentioned this last last week that this class is a class that could single-handedly win you a Conference USA championship um, just because it's, you know, the best class in history. It's... I mean, it's just so deep. This adds you so much depth to this team. I'm going to call him, actually. Hello, Bruni? What? It's on. Yeah, it's on, but I can't hear All you. Right. Put, put, put me up to the mic. All right, he's on the mic. We're going to talk. Okay. Damn, dude. Okay. For, for, for the audience. The freaking... The signal went off. I heard it. I run over to get it, and then I plug it in. And as soon as I plug it in, it goes off. I heard no you way. say, did I make it? And then you went away. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay. What, what were you talking about? The quality is going to be terrible for about five minutes. but That's okay. Uh, I was mentioning how this, this, this class, along with the receivers, is, like you mentioned last week, could win single-handedly win you a Conference USA championship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see that because well, I think the quarterback position is going to be obviously pivotal for that. But... We'll see after Mason who steps into the quarterback spot if it's, you know, Case Martin or Cade Pearson or whoever it is. Um, but I think that just having these type of playmakers just <laughs> it just adds so much to your offense, regardless of your it kinda gives you some room to work with as a quarterback, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be perfect. So I think that's gonna be um that's why I'm so excited for this um this class. Uh, this this receiving class, these four guys are just, from what I've seen from all of them on highlights and just in games, they just they're all special to me. So um, those guys, those guys um, are going to be fun to watch. I think the only other person we haven't covered is the only running back in this class. And actually, hold on, we didn't we didn't cover the quarterback either. So quarterback and running back. Let's do the quarterback first. Okay, so. Yeah, you. Yeah, I was gonna bring up his rating if you wanted that and stuff. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You you, you can talk about him real quick. Okay, so Will Keen, I'm trying to click on his name. It's the site. He's a, he's a three star yeah. from Owasso, Oklahoma. Yep, three star from Owasso, Oklahoma. Uh, 82 composite ranking. He had offers from Arkansas State, Brown, Columbia, and Cornell. Um, so 
two D one. That's two D one offers, right? Yeah. Um, he's six one one ninety. I I just so I think this is just like Seth, like you said every year, just bringing in a quarterback. I don't really think we'll see anything from any of these quarterbacks that we see every year until you know we have a scenario like Kaysen did this season where he was able to come in. But I, I don't really see him. Yeah, the thing is though, uh, when you have um, a quarterback, the the hope is that you don't see a lot of these quarterbacks because you hope that only that one of them steps forward, takes the next step, mm-hmm. and don't have to see like a rotation of quarterbacks like y'all did before I even got there, like in um whatever the turntables were back in 2015. Or yeah, we had it. We had a game where it was four quarterbacks. <laughs> like everyone, everyone just played. <laughs> exactly. So you hope it doesn't reach that point. You hope that one of them steps forward, like Mason did, and you don't have to see Cade Pearson or Quinn Shambor, you know, multiple times. So you just kind of you just keep. What's what's the phrase where you keep a uh, you keep picking at the uh, you just keep drawing drawing lottery tickets and hope one of them hits. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so one of them will hit. Whether that's Will Keen, whether that's you know Casey Martin, whoever that is, whether that's Jason Bean, who knows? But you just got to keep getting guys and getting them prepared for uh, for that competition. Um, I do like his frame though. Six. Oh, I hear you. Oh, are we we back? We're back. Wait. Bruni. Hello. 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 He's back, ladies and gentlemen. This is, this, this is the best podcast we've ever done. It is. Um. So. So. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> but anyways, I like his frame. You know, he's six one. He's um. It's funny because the only sh- short quarterbacks on this roster were Mason Fine and Quinn Shambor. You look at everyone else like Will Keen, six one. Case Martin, like six three or four, whatever he is. Mm-hmm. Kate Pearson, I think, is like six one or two or something. Uh, Jason Bean's pretty long. So, I'm not gonna. Uh, everyone knows you have to be, or don't have to be, but it's better to be tall to be quarter play quarterback. And so I like his frame. That's all I'll say about that. But Mason Fine is uh, has done pretty well himself, being at like five ten. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but like you mentioned, you just you just try to catch lightning in a bottle. That's mm-hmm. that's what it is. So yep. it's it's good that he keeps bringing in quarterbacks. But we need to see one step up, hopefully, as the number one backup next season. Um, Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I agree. That's, so that's the that's an underrated job uh, that to watch for is who's going to be second on the depth chart. Yeah, Jace. I mean, you got Jason Bean, Kaysen Martin, Cade Pearson, uh, maybe Will. Who knows? That is one of the more what's the word? That's one of the more pivotal depth chart ones. And it's kind of underrated because, like, you know, everyone looks at the starter, but well, it's, second it's on important because if if it is. if if Mason goes down, or when he does grad, or when he, when he does graduate, what do you have after that? You know, so yeah. uh, you always need to be prepared. And the backup quarterback position is almost like a kind of like a Mason's going to hand the torch off to whoever that becomes this next season. So um, exactly, hopefully that that kind of pans out. Yeah. The um, lastly, as I was talking, as I mentioned, the only running back in this class is Oscar Attaway. Mm-hmm. The third uh, from North Little Rock, Arkansas. North Little Rock uh, lost in the state final in the Arkansas uh, Division Seven Seven A state championship. So uh, he's kind of he. It, okay, his situation was interesting because 
he didn't get many carries per game because they had two other running backs that were both D1 as well. So they had like three Division One running backs in their backfield. Hmm. And so he only got like seven carries a game. He'd get a couple catches. Like he, he didn't do much, but they like balanced out the carries really well. So his numbers won't jump out of you from a high school stand- standpoint, but his physical frame being six foot, you know, 208. I mean, he's a physical runner. He can run hard. Uh, Gabe Brooks has raved about him uh, on 24-7 on our site. And he's in person. I mean, he's told me how good he thinks he is. So that's a player that I'm excited to see. Uh, and it's kind of weird. You know, we had Garrison Johnson as running back before he had to decommit. De- so it kind of puts more pressure on Oscar to, like, we need something out of him. But the thing is, the running back class is going to be mostly juniors next year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't really think I don't really think the loss of – I think you're cutting out. No, no, no. I was, I was. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, um, sorry. Anyways, so I, I don't really think the loss of him, that running back recruit. I don't really think that's a, a huge loss because, like you mentioned, the North Texas has a deep running back rotation. Um, I just think it needs that one person that can kind of step up. We had, we saw that with Lauren Easley last season. Um, obviously, he got injured in that game against La Tech, but I don't really see it being a. It's an import. It's important to have someone step up, but I don't really think it's it's a huge loss that Oscar is the only recruit in this class. Yeah, uh, I mean, and also you can get JUCO guys that can come in and play at a high level. I mean, just like Lauren Easley and uh, or no, Lauren wasn't. I'm sorry, DeAndre Torrey. Just like DeAndre Torrey. Yep. I mean, he comes in and he uh, makes plays. I mean, JUCO running backs are guys that can come in and play more so maybe than other positions mm-hmm. uh so i think that's that's something good uh i'm not too like you said i'm not too worried about that but oscar Attaway will be i think a good back and i think he's a powerful back that can come in and play kind of like lauren easily did so give him a f- couple years and we'll see how he does yep. um but yeah we went through all 23 i believe is that all 23 I yes think it is. yes linebackers quarterbacks yeah, i don't want to forget anybody and yeah i think that's it linebacker Grayson Murphy. Taylor Jacobs talked about him. He looks good. Yeah. All right. So those are all 23 recruits, just kind of briefly going over them. Um, I do want to briefly touch on kind of what I what I saw and what um, how the guys did that in the in their playoff runs. Specifically, we're talking about Keelan Jackson, Jevin Murray, Deontay Simpson, who all played yesterday because they were on they were on TV and they had the the basically they were on the big stage you know under the in jerry in jerry world and getting every getting all the lights on them Keelon jackson absolutely i think showed out he had kick return for like 60 yards he uh caught several passes for shadow creek uh that shadow creek team was just kind of overwhelmed by highland park even though they put up a really good fight uh shadow creek ended up losing that one the 5a division one game Keelon looked good though jevin murray also on that shadow creek team um he is a he he was a safety on that team that looked like he could stop the run. He's not um, he's not undersized per se, um, but he I mean he was okay. So he was impressive, but he didn't have make a lot of tackles. So, but with how, how Highland Park played, it, it didn't really um, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to describe what I saw, but Jevin Murray looked good. 
because he flew around the field and he had a couple big hits on the tackles that he did make. Like you could tell he had some college level power in his mm-hmm. tackles. So Jevin was exciting to see. Then you get to Deontay Simpson and he just lit up um, the scoreboard uh, against, I believe it was Longview. They lost in a heartbreaker to to, uh, to Longview, I believe the name was, 35-34. But Westbrook had a great season and Deontay Simpson and Damon Ward, for that matter, both are guys that, like I said earlier, are receivers to keep an eye on going forward. Deontay Simpson's kind of just like, I don't know how to describe it. His hands are just so seem like they're so strong for a high school player. Like he, when the ball hits him, it's like, okay, that's gonna be a catch. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. It's like soft right, hands. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's not dropping that ball, so he's just like brings it in really well. Keelan's another a fast player, like I said. Um, in the playoffs, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of other guys that I actually like saw and sat down and watched. I saw Kevin Wood. Uh, for Judson, he's kind of like I said, a smaller guy, uh, but he made tons of tackles. I think he averaged like ten or so. Um, but that's that's. I just wanted to touch on them and how they played in their their playoff games briefly, very briefly. So this kind of gets to the question, Colin, that mm-hmm. I have, is that first before we do anything else, is who do you think is gonna? We're gonna kind of predict who do you think next year will have the most snaps next year not including not not including the junior college guys okay so just true freshmen true freshmen there's 20 of them i think i think mm, i think probably deshaun gaddy's up there um Mm -hmm. just because there is no corners uh it's kind of whoever can play and i think he kind of will end up being starting at either one or two corner spot um outside of that I feel like it's kind of open. I mean, outside of the corners, the corner spot, I, I think it's kind of open. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, Also, I want to mention, I just, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, there's one name that I forgot to mention on here, Leandre Davis. He was fluctuating between like a two and three star. I think he's at three star right now. He's a DB. Uh, he was a safety at Terry High School. Uh, he's got some good speed. He played running back for them as well. So he's, he's a good athlete, I think, to bring in uh, briefly on him. Uh for me, I'm gonna look at one of the linebackers, and I'm really? gonna look at I'm gonna look at one of the Murphy brothers specifically stepping in. Maybe I mean, I could see one of them playing a good role in the rotation, uh, getting some snaps as freshmen. Because um, you know, I don't think that there is an EJ AG or Brandon Garner as a backup right now for this North Texas team. Like, there's no dominant player, yeah. so I think the rotations will be there. I think they'll just they'll get some snaps in there, and I think that that's those are two guys that I think will get some snaps. Pretty, pretty comf- I I'm pretty confident in that one. I think defensive back's a good one as well, but those li- that linebacker, uh, the two middle linebacker slots are um, open in my opinion. So I think the the Murphys or even Taylor Jacobs can fill that pretty well. Okay. Yeah. No. I just I don't know because I just feel like. They'll yeah sure they'll rotate them in and out but do you really think they'll get they'll get the most snaps out of all the recruits? I mean, I could just see the thing is about Gaddy and the thing about the cornerback positions specifically is that we've seen the third string cornerback just not get snaps, right? Like Cam Johnson wins but, games but, without playing. But I'm arguing that maybe it's not even maybe Deshaun Gaddy comes in and impresses, and it's like okay he has higher upside than. Yeah, but, the other t- but 
But in order to play at the cornerback position, you have to be in the top two. You have to be one of the two right. starting cornerbacks. Right. Because if not, we saw with Cam Johnson, who was the third cornerback this past year, he never. I mean, Cam never played, but unless unless if um until Kimon got hurt. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like if you're not perfect or if you don't if you're not one of the top two, you're not going to play. So that's my only concern with that. I can see him beating out you know Jordan Roberts or uh, maybe even Cam. I mean, who knows? But I'm, I I think the linebackers positions uh a little more lenient and it has a little bit more uh flexibility as far as like depth and okay. like who who they play that's fair that's fair um, um I, I, go ahead i was gonna mention too i think one of these receivers might come in and and get a spot maybe not significant number of snaps mm-hmm. but i think one of them is in another rotation i think michael lawrence kind of gets pushed out a little bit more mm-hmm. um, the thing is uh we saw Greg White. We saw Kudjo Young. Kudjo's a senior, by the way, so that his spot's kind of open there, you know, as a backup mm-hmm. X or uh, Z. I don't remember what he was exactly. But uh, you have Kudjo gone. Greg White will be back next year. But you have guys like that, you know, like backup to Jalen Guy and Enrico Busty, who are going to get snaps. So that that's a, that's a position that's open as well. Uh, you have, you know, Keegan Brewer will be back, uh, Michael Lawrence will be back. Jalen Darden will be back. Uh, I don't remember if Deion Hare Griffin's a senior or not. I don't remember. But uh, I could see a receiver getting some snaps. And I'm going to bet on... Um, hmm. Damn. Damn, damn. I like all these receivers. So it's really <laughs> hard for me to pick one. Like, I'm thinking Keelan Jackson, but then I'm like, you already have Jalen Darden and Michael Lawrence. He'd have to beat them out. Uh, and Keegan Brewer, you'd have to beat him out too. Uh, I think that Kudjo Young spy is probably the one that's going to be up for grabs which is you know a backup to uh Jalen or a backup to Bussy. Yeah. So I'm going to go oh man. Kudrow's kind of a bigger bigger guy. So I'm going to go Katib. I'm going to go Katib Lyles. Uh I think he could play some some significant snaps next year and I don't think he'll be redshirted. So I think he'll I think he'll play in like 5 6 games. Get some get some catches. Yeah. Some snaps. We'll see we'll see how he is physically if he's able to withstand the pressure of the corners in at the collegiate level for sure for sure the uh other question i had i guess i mean there's only three juco transfers um but between david sow and quinn whitlock we kind of talked about it and that i mean quinn whitlock's another cornerback that you know gaddy's gonna have to compete with uh do you see either of them you know having big roles I mean, based I off, feel I mean, like we don't we don't know a ton about them because they both signed pretty recently. Uh, yeah, we just know that they're both quality players. And David Sow had offers from he had one from other, OSU. So yeah, so he yeah, had, so he he's um. See, and uh, Quinn Whitlock, I do think. I mean, you're you're gonna they brought him in for a reason. You know, you have mm-hmm. two of your two, I guess, corner your two starting corners the last two seasons um, leaving. Um, I think he will come in and definitely compete for the one or two spot. I still think that Deshaun Gaddy competes again for one of those spots, but mm-hmm. I think he'll he'll get significant playing time because I don't know what we saw from Cam Johnson last season wasn't the greatest. Uh, yeah. Obviously, there's tons of time to grow, so I'm not concerned about that. But he'll be a I, junior next year. Yeah, but I'm saying, but I'm saying like Quinn Walk has experience playing because like like you said. Players that play at the JUCO level can still p- can play. They're not they're not high school players. They're, they've they've played in, at the, against athletes, obviously not as refined as you know D one players. But 
they can play still, and we've seen that with the mm-hmm. transfers that have come in. So I think he competes. Um, David Sow, I think that's harder because the line is so deep. Um, yeah. Not saying that he couldn't break into that rotation, but I do think that he will see less just because it is so deep, and you're going to want to stay with the guys that you know have been getting you through up until this point. Yeah. Uh, one other player, the last player I'm positive that I forgot to mention is Jimmy Walker, who's also a defensive lineman. Uh, yes. He is, the, he is a two-star. He's a two-star um, from Houston Lutheran North. And so Jimmy Walker, it's kind of the same thing with Kenneth Dotson, uh, except I think he's he's a little more maybe uh, on the quicker side because um, I saw him play quarterback on one of his highlight tapes. Like they were just snapping him the ball <laughs> and just running. And so that was so um he's an athlete. I think he'll be a good um edge guy. We'll see how he does, but Jimmy Walker's the the last guy that I forgot to mention. So uh now that we got through with the short term predictions, let's go long term, Colin. This is gonna be but interesting. Let's let's go with who you think. If you had to put your name on three guys, we'll go three guys. Three guys. Top three. Who's gonna have the top three careers of these twenty freshmen? That's tough. Do you want me to go first? No, I'll go first. All right, you got it. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm just deciding because it's like, I feel like the t- my top five are all kind of, you could interchange them. I think you have two receivers out of that, just mm-hmm. because, like you said, this class is special. Uh, Deontay Simpson, and I think probably like a Katie Blyles, just because he's so physical. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the defensive end, I think one of the Murphy brothers shakes out. Um and and kind of spends those roles as the next great quote unquote linebacker of this North Texas team. Yeah. So who are your top three? That's those are it. That's the <laughs> top three. You named more than three. What? No, that's three. I said right, one of the you, one you of the Murphy Simpson? brothers, one of the Murphy brothers, Simpson? and then Katib Lyles. Okay, that is three. Um, man, this is hard. You just you're just giving up on Gaddy, even though on the Gaddy hype train. I'm 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 not saying Gaddy isn't gonna be playing. I'm just saying if you, if you're saying who's gonna have the top three careers in terms of numbers and impact on the program, give me those two receivers just because I feel like they could compete now. If you didn't have a Jalen Guyton or Rico Bussy, and then yeah. one of the linebackers because their opportunity is there and yeah, it is the this class as we mentioned before is just so talented it's so deep i feel like that there's a lot of guys that are going to be playing significant roles on this team for a while oh man man oh man oh man oh man i really like Keelan jackson i really I-, I like all the receivers again man it's hard i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to sean gaddy i'm gonna go to sean gaddy six foot i love i really like him as a corner he makes plays just ball hawking safety can breakup passes really well i want to go with one of the murphy brothers but one of them is more of an edge guy one of them is more of a middle but i mean they both do similar things on the field so i i, I can't i can't break them up so i'm gonna go Deshaun gaddy you want all three i'll just this top three no 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 i'm going to sean gaddy oscar attaway running back Ooh. i see him being lauren easley 2.0 all right. Do you see him being Jeff Wilson 2.0? I'm not. I'm not making that proclamation here. Okay. I'm not making that I proclamation. I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> Only seeing like highlights of Oscar Adaway. I'm not gonna. Not gonna do that to the young. To the poor kid. All right. Think. Think about his future. Can't put Jeff Wilson on his shoulders. Okay. 
Uh, then I'm gonna go with the receiver, obviously, because I love the receivers. Even even though I love the Murphy brothers. Uh, man, this is hard. Deontay Simpson, like I said, might has really good hands. Uh, Dame Ward got hurt, but he was really good before that. Khatib Lyles looks like a Jalen Guyton-esque player. I mean, 6'2", size, strength, um, strength, catching the ball. Uh, man, man. Keelan Jackson looks like a monster. Man, oh, man. I'm going to go. Man, I'm going to. I'm going to go right now. It's between Katie Lyles, Deontay Simpson. They're both really talented. Katie Lyles looks like a monster on tape. I'm not going to lie, though. I'm going to go Katie Lyles. <laughs> he says, I'm not going to lie, though. Yeah, <laughs> All right. All right. Katie Lyles, Deshaun Getty, Oscar Attaway. Those are my three. Okay. You had. I had one uh, of the Murphy brothers. One of the Murphys, Simpson, and, and Katie Lyles. Gaddy. What? I didn't have Gaddy. I had two, the two receivers, Katib Lyles or Deontay Simpson. So both of them, and then one of the Murphy brothers. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, anything you feel like we didn't cover on this one? No, I we think. Have anybody, I think anybody in chat typing? Sadly, no. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Cannot put up with it. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably probably going to be our last football pod of, the, of uh, well, definitely our foot last of the year. Haha. <laughs> have, have a great Christmas and uh. Happy New Year. So, shout out for that. Um, shout out. <laughs> I'm trying to think. The next pod, next football pod we will have, we'll have a guest on it. Unless if something breaking happens. All right? Mark my words. We're not going to just have a pod. No, we're going to have a guest on the next pod. Or it's going to be breaking news. So, we'll see how that works that's out. We're going to get somebody. That's, that's big time to live up to. We set big time goals on this podcast, Colin. I agree. We're 400 miles away from each other. We're doing a podcast. Nothing will stop us. <laughs> the world can't break us apart, Bernie. <laughs> oh. All right. On that note, subscribe to 24-7 Sports to get all of your beautiful VIP content that Bernie writes and slaves over. Um, plus, you get to look over this uh, beautiful class that we just told you about. Um, follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow Matt at... At Matt Bruni twenty five. I just called you Matt. That was weird. And follow me at CJH Mitchell. And uh, do you have anything else, Bruni? Nope, I'm good. All right. Well then, hey everyone, have a merry Christmas and happy New Year. And we're out. See you.